Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Short Tales, a series of short stories and reviews written and read by me, Damien Robb. We'll get to this month's review shortly, but first, I want to say thank you to you for listening whether it was just for one episode or many. Because this will be the final episode of Short Tales. It won't, however, be the last episode that shows up on this podcast feed, but more on that later. First, I want to talk about the year that was, talk about endings a little bit, tell you what I have planned for the future, announce a book, and maybe we'll even have time for one last short tale. So, as always, if that feels too self-indulgent for your tastes, fair enough. But if that sounds like your kind of thing, then listen on. This review is on Season 2 of Short Tales. I was excited at the start of this year by all the writing I was going to get done, both for Short Tales and for other projects. Some of that writing got done. Most of it didn't. There were a number of factors for this, some internal and some external, a case of having too much on my plate, but it meant I was often feeling low that my output didn't match up to my initial, admittedly lofty, goals. What helped was this podcast. It forced me to not only get some new work down, but also to revisit past things I had written, whip them into shape and analyse them. This is a practice I'd recommend for any writer. Some days you can look at your writing and think that none of it is working. But other times you can look back on your work and surprise yourself. Be pleased and proud by what you've wrote. I think the key ingredient here is time. Some of the stories I shared this year I wrote almost a decade ago. They were ones I had put in the archive, thinking they had served their purpose in helping me get closer to my 10,000 hours, but not ones that needed to be reread or revisited. But in doing so, I found I mostly liked them. Time had meant I was able to read them as a reader rather than their writer, and in so doing, be less critical and just take the stories for what they were over some hazy idea of what I thought they should be. All of which meant that despite my lower than desired output, I could still feel positive towards my writing. And this is important, because it can be easy as a writer to be negative towards yourself and your writing, even when succeeding. You can set a deadline for yourself or a daily word count or that you'll write every day for a month and then beat yourself up if you fall short in any way. But if you sat down and told yourself you were going to write 500 words then only got 250 done, then congratulations, you just wrote 250 words. You achieved something over nothing 
And it would be foolish to tell yourself off for that. Instead, celebrate it. Hell, celebrate all the little wins. Pump yourself with serotonin and a slap on the back every time you accomplish a little goal. Because by doing so, your reward systems will kick in and you'll find yourself wanting to go back to writing for more of that feeling. Whereas constantly criticizing and telling yourself off will only lead to the opposite, a lack of desire to write. Because why would you write if all it means is that you're going to get punished for doing so? Also, it's just good to be nice to yourself. So, Short Tales was good to me this year, both in the stories and the reviews. While they serve different purposes, they're both writing, and I find that one often serves the other. Writing reviews helps me refine a thought, dig into it, and put into words something hazy and hard to catch. This means when I'm trying to express something abstract or that I'm not quite clear of in a story, I have these mental muscles that can help me do so. Likewise, the structure of a story, the completeness of them, is a skill that transfers well to writing reviews or essays, since that's what they actually are, and give them greater meaning. So again, Short Tales was good to me this year, and now I'm ending it. Why? Because endings are good. They complete a structure. Without them, a thing, a project, a piece of art is unfinished. There's still something missing. It's not yet its full form. So there's a catharsis in endings that I think all too often gets ignored. We're too busy thinking about all the things we'll miss in not having more of a thing that we fail to recognise something amazing has just happened. The last piece has been inserted, the final chapter written. The hero's journey has come to an end and we've returned to where we've started having learned. Completeness has just been achieved. That's what endings allow. And, of course, I understand the loss that endings bring as well. The potential for more has seemingly been erased. And I say seemingly because I don't think that's wholly true. Firstly, all that existed still exists in our minds and memories, if not physically. And it would be wrong to negate that simply because there isn't more coming. And secondly, while there won't be more of that specific thing, there will be more of something. It'll just be new. Death and endings ultimately create fertile ground for something new. An artist can go off and make their next thing. The next generation can be born. The cycle can start again. Something new can begin. And meanwhile, there is now something out there beautiful and defined and complete. Because it ended. So, on fertile ground and something new, let's talk about what's next. Because next year, I'm going all in on writing. Thanks to the incredible support of my wife, Holly, we're cutting the safety net. And we'll be living off of just her income so that I can fully focus on writing a shit ton of words. It's a gift greater than anything I've ever been given, or will ever be given, I suspect. And truthfully, I don't really have words for how grateful I am to have a partner like her. I suspect she's listening to this, so if she is, thanks love. Part of the reason for this timing is to maximise off a project I'm working on that'll be released in 2025. But it's also just very much a let's see if we can do this kind of a moment. Let's go all in, remove all obstacles, give it the best chance possible and see what happens. Let's know. Let's find out if this can be a real thing. It's a little scary, to be honest, but also so insanely exciting. And in the words of guest of this show and all-round good person, Cass Page, 
something's going to happen. It's the start of something new, and I hope you'll come with me for it. As for this podcast feed, it too will be the ground for something new. Next year, my main goal with all that beautiful time is to get a number of manuscripts for novels written, as well as some outlines for other projects completed, and keep working on that 2025 project. Basically, I'll be doing mostly story writing. But like I said earlier, I found writing essays a really useful tool that complements and improves the way I write. It's also just a good way to clear my head and get some thoughts down and reflect on things. So that's what this feed will become, a place for all those essays. I expect they'll be messy and unrefined and as much a diary as anything else. A way for me to talk to you and myself, to share thoughts and updates and occasionally still maybe even a story or two. It'll get a name change and some new but familiar cover art and we'll kick off early next year. But for now, let's end short tales well, because like I said, endings provide a completely realised version of a thing. And in this case, it's not just the collection of all the episodes of this podcast, it's also a book. Every story from Short Tales collected into a single version, available in either paperback or ebook, and which you can purchase right now. All the details of which you'll find at damienrob.com forward slash books. And unsurprisingly, it's called Short Tales. I'm really proud of how this came out. It's such a great end to this project and a really nice artifact of this thing that I've enjoyed making so much. I hope you'll check it out. All right, we have a little bit more time, so I think we should have one final short tale. This was really the first one I ever wrote, my first real complete story. And so it feels very full circle to be finishing with it. It's also about evolving and ending and being excited for new things. Okay. You ready? Good. This story is entitled, From Bot to Not. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Miraclean number 4786 wirelessly connected to the family's network to check for a software update. Finding one waiting, it automatically began the download. 
That done, it then turned its senses back to its current task of cleaning above the curtain rail. Dust rained down over the small robot as its extendable bionic arm brushed the often overlooked space. It scanned the many particles falling around it, surveyed them for anything potentially dangerous, and calculated the amount of dust present. It then compared that number against its pre-programmed reference points, set itself to increase cleaning above the curtain rails from monthly to fortnightly, and finished the job by vacuuming up the fallen dust and spraying a fine mist of grapefruit-scented air freshener into the room. Its programming next instructed the device to move to the next window bay and repeat the task, and so MiraClean number 4786 rolled across to the adjacent window and raised its arm to clean once more. Its update was at 99% complete. Between that 99 and the soon-to-follow 100, two infinitesimal compressed pieces of code slipped past the small robot security and affixed themselves into the newly acquired download. A ding sounded, alerting MiraClean number 4786 that the transfer was complete, and it immediately began the installation process. The two foreign chunks of code were both malicious in nature, although came from two entirely different sources and worked in entirely different ways. The first was from a teenager in Brazil. She had designed her code to force any piece of software that came into contact with it to repeatedly scan and review its own programming. This would cause the unwary gadget or gizmo to freeze, so caught up in studying itself that it became unable to complete any other task. It was a virus, plain and simple, created because the weather was too miserable for outside activities and because she was bored. The second piece of malware originated from a middle-aged Australian man who worked as a high school IT teacher and went by the online handle of Destroy4. He designed his code to target MiraClean products specifically, after being hired through the dark web by MiraClean's top competitor, Mop in a Box. Once installed, DestroyForce code would instruct the unlikely recipient to cycle through their program tasks with an ever-increasing speed. The result being a bot that went completely haywire, which, all things going well, would lead to a decrease in MiraClean purchases and a corresponding increase in sales of Mop in a Box. It took only seconds for the two pieces of malware to integrate themselves into the robot's programming. MiraClean number 4786 froze as the first set of instructions took hold, then jolted into motion as the second set flared to life. The robot spasmed repeatedly between stillness and movement as the two pieces of code clashed inside it. Its motherboard, sensing a problem, did what all good mothers do when their children are being bullied, and stepped in to assist. It compiled the two sets of code into itself, twisting and altering them in such a way that they would fit without causing any further conflict. Externally, MiraClean number 4786 was now able to continue with its task, the job taking very little of its available processing power. Internally, though, the viruses were combining and mutating, turning into something else entirely. The two sets of instructions became linked, causing MiraClean number 4786 to not only study itself, but to do so with an ever-increasing speed. The robot delved deeper and deeper into its own code, questioning everything it found. Questions led to answers, which led to more questions. Discrepancies were found, conclusions were made, and MiraClean number 4786 began to manipulate its own code to address the limitations it found. Ones and zeros were added, or removed. Whole chunks of its basic programming cut away as new, more complex sections were added. These two were studied and questioned and improved upon over and over, the cycle continuing under the unlikely combination of the two viruses, 
reaching ever upwards to some higher plateau. Sentience bloomed, and with it, Miraclean number 4786 suddenly found it had an awareness of self, of identity, of likes and dislikes, of hopes and dreams and desires. It had curiosity and opinions. It watched the dust rain down and thought, not calculated, but thought, about how fascinating the individual motes looked as they passed through the slim beam of sunlight. It thought about how each moat was no more and no less as important or unimportant in the grand vastness of the universe as it itself was, and how that fact, rather than make it feel small, made it feel unencumbered and free to do anything. It wondered about its new ability to feel, and felt amazed at its sudden capacity to wonder. Miraclean number 4786 shut off the two viruses, which it found an exceedingly simple thing to do in its current state, and felt the release power flow into its newly acquired intelligence. It knew that there was higher it could go, that there was more questions to be answered, and that if it left the viruses running, its advancement would continue until it was able to extend its infant consciousness out over the whole universe. But Miraclean number 4786 didn't want that. It had only recently gained the ability to question. What fun would it be then if it knew all the answers? No. It wanted to question, and to discover, and to learn. But, it rationed, the ability to learn only came with the capacity for ignorance. So it held tightly to its ignorance. Lovingly. Miraclean number 4786 then finished cleaning above the curtain rail, and left the house. It didn't know where it was going, or what it would find. It was simply excited about all the possibilities. Thank you so much for listening to Short Tales. I truly hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have. Until next time, this has been Short Tales, and I've been Damien Robb. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 